All right, welcome back to part three of DIY elk hunting. And in part three, number three, as Dave's holding up, <laughs> we're going to talk about gear and just a little bit of uh, maybe media. We're going to get into a little bit of media that these guys watch and, and to learn things. And we're going to talk about gear, the essentials, and all that good stuff about your whitetail gear as well. Hi, I'm Tyler. And I'm Dave. We're charter captains from Sheboygan, Wisconsin. We're also avid outdoorsmen. We love hiking, hunting, fishing, camping, and just being outside. We want to connect you with the experts in the outdoors and hear your story. We're stewards of this planet, and we want to make sure the hobbies we enjoy today are available for generations to come. This, this is Avid Outdoors. Oh, yeah. Sweet. So, I guess we just kind of want to go through this as far as, you know, really for if you're going out, you want to do this for the first time, you know, just some of the stuff. How do you learn how to do it? The gear, you know, the must-have gear. Yeah. And then there's, like, you know, stuff you don't have to have. You can do this on a budget. So, um, so we want to talk to that. Yeah, too. so as an outsider kind of looking in, um, it'll – because obviously I've never been elk hunting and I really want to go – if as far as I have all this stuff that I use for whitetails, I have good boots that I would consider good boots. I have you know pants and tops and all that other stuff. I got a good backpack. What am I going to utilize that I have for whitetail hunting, and what am I not going to use uh, utilize that I have for whitetail hunting? Oh, uh... so so probably what you're going to utilize. So for the first my first few years elk hunting, I use the same camo that I sit in the tree stand with. You know, my scent blocker, you know, camo. Um, not to be mistaken that you're not going to be able to, you know, be scent free in the woods. Elk are going to, you know, all that stuff can pretty much, we kind of talked about it, touched on earlier. But any of that scent control products, you know, don't spend your money on that. But if you got that type of camo pattern and that kind of stuff, you can use that gear, you know. So a lot of times if you're archery hunting, you're going to go... You're going to hunt all different kinds of conditions. Um, so one year we hunted Colorado. We were literally hunting. It was 85 degrees out, you know, just brutally hot, you know, first week of September. Um, and then one year we were hunting third, the third week in Montana, and we got 18 inches of snow overnight. You know, I mean, and you can get those conditions. I mean, even when we were in Idaho this year, I mean, we yeah. were hunting in 75 degree weather, and then some days it was a high of like 50, you yeah. know? And then at night it dropped down into the but, 30s. Yeah, high 20s, low 30s. Yep. So, so, um, you know, you touched on boots. Boots is a huge, a big, you know, if, where you want to spend your money. Um, if you do not have a good pair of boots, that's the, you know, that's the place you're going to be spending it. Um, I used to think a good pair of boots was a hundred bucks, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Like that's a good pair. I mean, this year I actually busted out and, you know, dropped like, you know, 300 on a pair of Krispies because yep. of Josh, you know, the year before. And you put a, you put your foot in a pair of Krispies. It's like, holy cow, I've been yeah, missing I'm out. On a it is awesome. Yeah. yeah. And you've been wearing your crispy boots every day since every day last since year. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. definitely. I think that would probably, if, in my opinion, I think, a good pair of boots is like the most important thing because you're going to be hiking. Yep. You're going to be doing a lot of walking. Um, you're going to be in some nasty terrain and a good pair of boots is going to make, I think personally the world of difference. Cause I mean, luckily for me, I haven't had any blisters or anything like that. Even yeah. um, with how many miles we walked this year and last year. And um, you know, yeah, it's a little bit of a sticker shot. If you do end up buying, you know, like crispy boots or a high end boot, um, you know, you're, you're going to be looking at the $300 range, but 
You're going to use them for years, you're though. You're going to use them. Yeah. And you're going to really be thankful. You and you can have those that. boots for 10 years. I mean, yeah. you're yeah. going to, you're going to, you know, you get what you pay for. So, exactly. I mean, I'd imagine yeah. all of us here are pretty much done growing at this point in our <laughs> time. So, yeah. 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 Um, feet. Feet, anyway. <laughs> feet. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like the waist might get a little yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so, but as far as like, Depends you know, how, how much <laughs> I spend on the internet searching on getting the pop up ads. Feet are done growing. Feet are right? done growing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, as far as what you could use, like, if you're a pretty avid whitetail hunter, uh, you can pretty much use anything that you're using. You know, you're going to have, you know, your base layers. You're going to have yeah. your, your cool weather. If you're bow hunting early season, you're going to have heavy jackets. If you're late hunting season, you know, all that stuff, you know, until you, you know, really go, you can use all that for like, if it's like your first time going out, yeah. you know, a good pair of binoculars is really handy. You do not need a spotting scope. Mm-hmm um where we hunt now if you go down to like new mexico or you're doing like an arizona and you i mean those are pretty much draw tags so i mean you know good luck and couch your blessings if you actually get one of those tags because they're really hard to get but um you know you go into like southern idaho where you're hunting more of that you know sagebrush and those um i don't know what the you know those little scrub oaks and that type of stuff you know spotting scopes are good but for the most part how we hunt is you're doing a ton of calling and you're locating based on calling, not based on spotting scope. I've had a spotting scope. I I had one for like four years and I used it like one time, you know? <laughs> and finally I was like, what am I using this thing for? And I just sold it. So one of those things don't, you don't have to have the money to buy one of those, but a good pair of binoculars is super handy to have, um, you know, 10 by 42s or 10 by 50s. I think I have 10 by, I think I have 10 by 42s. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, and then the other thing as far as where you're going to probably want to spend some money is on a backpack. Um, backpack is... Oh, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. You have to because... Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, hold on. Yeah. Cut. Somebody didn't put a good battery in. <laughs> I don't know what the deal is. It's just that one battery. Yeah. But that... But the other one has some life left in it or what? I think I only have two batteries. This fly is getting drunk off my gear. <laughs> Kill that thing. Yeah, Stupid fine. thing. So we'll just resume it backpacks. Backpacks. Mm. I don't know how much longer we're going to get out of that thing. Let's try to make as people talk about backpacks and some media stuff. Boots and just say What's Onyx. That? Talk about Onyx a little bit. Yeah. There was another one that Whatever I you do, do not format. Okay. Yeah, you can. Yeah. Yeah, whatever you got, man. I just threw things down that are helpful to me. And Josh, when you're talking, just lean in just a little more. You should have told me that like two hours ago. Sorry. There you go. You don't know, like, I'm right here and you can see, like, my sound waves are good. And, like, when Dan's talking, they're good. But when you're talking, some once in a while, but only when you get excited. Oh, that happens. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have no idea if this is going to delete. If we only have audio, it's not that. I mean, it's not yeah, crazy big deal. Just put a picture of some chick with big cans and a swimsuit <laughs> on there and um, so. dancing around. And did Josh's you see, head. <laughs> I'm going to pause it. Josh's head on it. Yeah. Mm. Did you see that video of that pause mountain? It? Yeah, no. Oh, you see that video of that mountain lion that was stalking <laughs> that dude? 
Did you see? There was a dude that made a video, and he's like, "Oh, you gotta watch out for the cougars." And this dude, this dude was dressed up in like all women's out, like skirt, tank top, wig, oh, and he's like, she was, he was pretending to be a cougar. And he's like, he's like. Oh that's so funny. That was a funny. The guy posted that on Elk Addicts. What would you do? I said I'd load, unload my pistol on it. That's what I would do. Right. I would have shot that fucking thing. Yeah, I mean, the thing about that though is, like, if you shoot it, I mean, it so didn't. You can use. Didn't, your, you can actually for in our area. Yeah. You can use. You can shoot a lion with a, your elk tag. Yeah. What? In yeah. replacement of, you could shoot a black bear, a wolf, a mountain lion, or an elk. Or an elk. Yeah. With your tag. Yeah. With your tag, yeah. That's when you, you substitute it. Yeah, you substitute. No, you can't shoot now if you do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Once you get on last, d- you get a last day though, mm-hmm. and all yeah. of a sudden you get an opportunity on a black bear. You can shoot a black bear or a mountain lion. Yeah. Or a mountain lion, yeah. Or a wolf. Yeah, but as a non-resident, you can buy a wolf tag for thirty bucks out there. Yeah. And shoot it with anything. You take a rifle out. We just yeah, we, got, we got stop. We got stop by the warden on the way out, and his, his dad asked about you know wolves, wolves, and you know wolves. using a rifle, even though because. We're in an archery-only unit, basically. Basically, yeah. And, you know, if, you know, you didn't know if that was frowned upon to carry a rifle. Because we were told that you can only shoot it based on the season you're in. Yeah. So yeah. if we're on an archery season, we figured you have to shoot the wolf with your bow. Basically, Warren's like, no, you can take a rifle out. Yeah. So you can literally carry a rifle around and your bow around and shoot a wolf, but... Yeah. That's how much they hate wolves out there. They say shoot them all. Yeah, really? Yeah. And over here, they all want to be protected. Well, yeah. and in Colorado, Colorado, Colorado. they're all protected. Yeah. Idaho, they're bringing, season, they're reintroducing, they're, they're, they're reintroducing them. The, yeah. The, the, well, they're talking about it. I don't know yeah. if it's actually there's happening. No, but, yeah, there's not too many wolves in Colorado. So there's no bears in Colorado. I mean, black or er, grizzlies no in Colorado. Grizzlies in Colorado yeah. But, but yeah, it's basically open season on, uh, on wolves. Yeah. How does that work with grizzlies? Like, grizzly you basically have to have a scratch on you to shoot one. Um, I if think one would charge me and I'd shoot it and it would die, I probably would grab a paw and say, "Josh, smoke me with this thing. <laughs> Put a good scratch in my leg or something." You know, like, yeah, Girl, just like, right in the neck, something cool. You know, like, <laughs> just like we'll just water. Right yeah, there. right there. Well, um, cool scar. We got nineteen percent. Yeah. So, all right, we'll just okay. make it quick. Leaving off at backpacks. Yep. Okay. Record. So the other place where you want to spend your money is going to be on a good backpack, mm-hmm. uh, metal frame. You know, I use a Badlands pack. I have a Kuyu 5200 that you can spike camp with for three to five days. It's rated for so. Yeah, yeah, big money, big money pack. Yeah, yeah. it was it was a five <laughs> like five hundred and fifty dollar pack. Yeah, but. I got mine actually off Facebook Marketplace. So some of those, you know, like a backpack, you know, some of that stuff you can, you maybe can catch a good deal on. Because the backpack I have is usually around 500 I think yeah. 550 Um So that's kind of what you're going to pay. But I ended up getting mine for 200 bucks. Got used yeah. it one time and, you know, <laughs> made it work. So, um, but that's definitely, if you're going to be spike camping or hauling meat, you know, because you go out with the expectations of shooting one, you know, you need to have the proper gear to, take care of that animal so and it's nice having a pack that you can haul meat out with right away versus having to go all the way back to to base camp just to grab a frame frame. pack yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. like that's a waste like you could be six miles back you'd be two miles back well Mm -hmm. you just kill like a good three or four hours going back just to 
Yeah, because yeah. Yeah, for a little while there, I actually had my pack for, like, packing meat, and then I had, like, just a day pack I would run, like, my normal whitetail backpack I'd yeah. use. Um, but now it's just I just run the one backpack and, mm-hmm. you know, um, stuff like that. But, you know, um, and then uh, game bags. Game bags is a, you know. A definitely must. A must, yeah. Especially if you plan on killing someone. Yeah, if you plan on killing one, you have to have game bags. Don't use trash bags. You got to no. use game bags. Um, so keeps the flies. The off. ones that you had were awesome because you can reuse them. Yeah, you can reuse them. They're the washable. Uh, I think they're black Ovis bags. Yeah, um, those are awesome. Yeah, it was super good material. They came with a cinch cord and everything. So one thing you don't realize too is like when you're actually processing an elk or whatever you're hunting out there is there's a lot of flies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So biggest thing is like if they get on the meat for an extended period of time, they could kind of do some damage to it. So you want to get it off the animal into a bag right away to protect the meat. Yeah. Is um, that a cloth or is it a membrane or is it plastic? It's, or like a, it's a cheese. Well, the ones I have are like a cheese cloth. This one are a cheese cloth. And, and that's I a honestly, one-time use. Yeah, yeah. I honestly don't know what my material or what the material yeah. is used for that bag, but it's, it's reusable. Yeah. It's breathable. It's breathable. Um, yeah. And it protects the meat. So. Yeah. So get it off the bone. You know, it's a big thing. So it doesn't bone sour. You know, that's why you want to debone it on yeah. the field and then get that thing hung in, in the game bag. So as far as gear. You and know. something else that I know that Josh mentioned out there is because we've had the discussion of fixed broadheads versus deployables and stuff. And yeah. a lot of us white to hunters here, especially in Wisconsin, yeah. want our shooting expandable broadheads or, yeah. or uh, non-fixed blades that to get a bigger cut. But um, I was told that in Idaho you cannot have an expendable broadhead. Correct. It has to be fixed blade broadhead. So talk, I mean, just touch base on that yeah. a little bit. I know, Josh, you're shooting a single bevel. so Yeah, so I'm uh, me personally, um, I switched over last year for this elk hunt. I kind of switched up my whole game um, or my archery setup for elk hunting last year. And I actually think it made a big difference in whitetail hunting because I use the same setup. Um, I shoot 125 grain uh, single bevel Strickland Helix broadheads. I used mechanicals back in like 2008 when Rage first came out. Lost a couple deer and then just got kind of turned off. That's my opinion. That's yep. my preference. I shoot. I mean, I shoot uh, Rages right now, and yep. I can tell you, I will be switching to uh, fixed blade single bevel as well. So yeah, and I would say it's especially after Dan's elk or you know where he hit that bull i you can kind of tell why mechanicals are not yeah so i uh i used to i mean my first bow buck was with a rage and it actually probably saved me on that because i shot it real Mm -hmm. low and i was like oh man these things are awesome well i went bear hunting with rage and uh lost two bears um while and both of them we were videoing it too and it's like perfect placement but yeah, so there's a reason expandable broadheads, you know, I always say, hey, whitetail hunting, I think they're great, they, you know, huge wounds, bleed a ton, you know, but there's a reason that they are, in most western states, big game, you can't use them. I know Montana, you can't, um, Idaho, I mean, unless some of these laws have changed, you know, Utah, I mean, most of those states, you cannot use expandables. Yeah. I personally shoot a 100 grain muzzy, you know, three blade. Um, I'm probably going to be switching this next year. I wasn't real happy with the blood trail. Um, the muzzies have been known for that. They don't really give yeah. a big blood trail. Um, I think I might go with like the Exodus, um, you know, uh, inch and three eighths or something, but we'll see. I mean, I'll switch, you know, I'll probably switch my gear up three times before yeah, next and, year. But. And broadheads, <laughs> you know, the broadhead yeah. arrow debate, that's something that if you want us, if you want to touch base or find out more, yeah. my suggestion right now is go check out a couple of YouTube videos or something. Um, because we don't know a whole lot about, I mean, a little, but yeah. 
definitely a huge debate. And this is all so. personal preference. Yeah. Yeah. This is not, I mean. So, yeah, and, and as far as that other gear, you know, so I shoot, you know, so I shoot a Matthews Vertex yeah. with a Easton Arrow, and I'm I'm weighed at, uh, so I have a couple extra arrow weights in the front, and I'm at 300, and if you're into all that, you know, this year I kind of took that a little seriously. So I'm shooting, you know, th- 450 grains total arrow weight at 65-pound draw. Yep. on verdicts i know you have your hoyt you know so you don't need a new bow okay no. so you, you know, i have a you, 2009 hoyt yeah. alpha max which i want i'm gonna be buying a new bow next year yeah here hopefully we go Matthew, uh, hopefully yeah. matthews but no no hopefully, no hopefully my wife doesn't see this yeah <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so um yeah as far as that kind of you know so if you have like an older bow it's fine you know it's fine you yeah. know i mean yeah and like you don't have to have top of the line yeah stuff in like order to go out and do yeah, like I said, I just want to touch base on it because it's a, a regulation thing. But yep. I mean, as far as as far as archery equipment and stuff, that's a personal preference thing. So, yeah, exactly. um, yeah. from there, I mean, we you guys really touched base good on like the boots and the clothing and and the backpack and stuff. But as far as media or maybe like electronic like devices that you, I know you guys in in our previous um episodes you guys talk about onyx and just touch on that a little bit and then maybe some of the other uh online sources that you guys used to help further educate yourselves on elk hunting okay so basically so my first three years after three years i was getting pretty frustrated and after this year and last year i really noticed that my first three years of elk hunting i was going for a glorified nature walk carrying a bow I mean, I didn't know what the heck I was doing. Um, and when you're spending that much time and energy, you know, you definitely want, and and kind of what I've, you know, I've told Josh this before, my goal is to, like, help, like, I would love to just help people just eliminate a lot of mistakes I did and just cut their, yeah. their learning time, yeah. you know, in half. Because um, when you look at archery hunting public land, your success rate is 10%. I mean, that's what the numbers show on average in a unit. Which means that's one elk every ten years, you know, and um, that's really obviously not really good odds. So how can you? So my thing is, how can you, you know, be better, be a better hunter? And some of the sources that I've really dove into and educated myself on was I uh, mentioned it earlier before. Born and raised outdoors, uh, love those guys, super entertaining, but a lot of good content. Um, there's uh, Elk 101, I mentioned, the university, uh, definitely worth the money for your first-time hunter. Um, I got I bought that app after my fifth year of elk hunting, or no, my fourth year of elk hunting, and that was, I mean, I learned a ton on that. Um, and then um, the, the Elk Nut is another, it's a good app that I utilize, and that's a great app for calling, and that's one of the things that um i didn't take seriously until like this summer after last year's hunt when we actually got into elk and were able to communicate and learn how they communicate and this year was a game i mean we took elk calling to the next level as far as learning it and the elk nut is a great there's a great app out there and a lot of great youtube videos out there for learning because you need to take the time to learn how to call elk period i mean that's how you're going to locate them that's how you're going to call them in uh, especially when you're hunting early September to late through the rut, uh, any archery hunting calling is the way to, that's the way that we were successful. I mean, and that's yeah. the way that I see us being successful moving yeah. forward. Um, oh, yeah, cause I mean this year we called in more bulls into bow range than I saw my first three years elk hunting. Yeah. Combined. Yeah. yeah. Combined. I mean, it was, it was crazy. So I'd say so, one, yeah. one media source that I kind of found and 
caught myself listening to a lot was Jay Scott Outdoors. He had a biologist that did numerous podcasts and uh, with him, and it was all on elk calling and like the what all the sounds mean and all that stuff. So basically, when I was working in the shop, that's all I had on was just Jay Scott Outdoors or these podcasts and just listening to what this biologist had to say. Because I mean, let's face it, if you want to go out and kill an elk, you got to kind of think and talk like an elk. So yeah. And there's no better way of actually really learning unless you're actually listening to podcasts or reading articles or whatever. So, And then you can put that into practice because, you know, exactly. until you get out there, there's only so much you can do. And, you know, at the end of the day, we're only hunting 10 days, you know, yeah. 365, we're hunting 10, you know, yeah. for elk. And so you need to take that seriously before going into the elk woods. And then you're going to really you're going to really figure out where you're at once you get there to see, yeah. hey, either I really prepared well or I didn't. And you're going to learn a ton while you're out there. And that's fine. You know, don't get discouraged if you don't get elk after one, two. I mean, crap, this is my sixth hunt, my first elk kill, you know. And you just got to keep doing it and keep uh, keep learning and just, you know, just kind of get after that learning and be super eager to learn. So. Our motto going into this was it only takes one. It does. <laughs> it only takes one elk. You're trying to find that elk that wants to play ball, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what the born and raised guys have really kind of taught, yeah. you know, me and that, you know, um, is you get into an area, you know, we've seen a ton of elk. I mean, we've probably seen 100 elk this year, you know, but, Easily. you know, you just need to find that one elk that wants to play ball, you know, that's in the rut. He's gonna, he wants to either fight or find some cows. So you need to learn how to call. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it'll definitely, definitely help you uh, just like killing success. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And and as we're wrapping things up, just, just touch base on the whole Onyx thing. and yeah. Because, I mean, honestly, we've talked about it in many of our podcasts. And the thing is, we have zero affiliate, affiliation with Onyx. Oh, yeah. um, you can get Onyx discount codes on a bunch of different YouTube yeah. people's websites. But I'm telling you what, if you don't know what Onyx is... You are literally blind to the world yeah. of property maps and and maps in general. So touch on yeah. ba- touch base on how you did it, especially without having service. Well, I mean, it's beneficial even to have it around here. I mean, in the Midwest. I mean, that's right? how I basically surveyed my property that I bought. Well, exactly. So, yeah, yeah, and too. you know, and I kind of like actually Dan. Um, I don't remember how it came up, but you were. Trying to figure out whose property. Yeah, I was trying to find some more property around me before I ended up buying property just to place to hunt. And, you know, Josh was just kind of like, you know, hey, man, you should just get the Onyx and, you know, we can. And now my neighbor and I have got it. And we've door knocked a bunch of people and we've got property all over now that we bow hunt and deer hunt on. But basically, I mean, as far as the Onyx maps goes out there, when you don't have service, you can download the maps. You have options of going, I think, 5, 10, 20 miles, 50, and maybe 100 miles out. But basically, if you know where you're going to be going, uh, we did it at five miles. So that way it was the most, you had the most um, terrain and intel on that certain area. And then you just download each section of that area you want to hunt. So once you download it, it's on your your Onyx maps and you can go in airplane mode and not have service and still utilize that map. So it gets saved to your actual phone or media device that you're using if you're using a tablet, but most guys that have just their cell phone. So it's saved actually on your phone um, to use. And another place to get some really good, you mentioned kind of discount codes. There's a website that I kind of got onto this year, Camo Fire. I don't know if you guys have heard that. CamoFire.com. They do like daily deals. 
So they'll literally have like Onyx Day, and you can get like I got all fifty states for like forty nine bucks. Yeah, because I think it's thirty dollars for one state for the year, yeah. ten dollars or fifteen dollars for another state for like yeah. a month or whatever. Yeah, but, I yeah. Think, yeah, and there are different like levels because I know I've yep. got whatever the elite. And elite I, mean, I think I have the elite pack. Yeah, so it's every elite, state. Yeah, I mean, state. everything you can get basically. Yeah. And you can utilize that when you're actually hunting too, because on there you can identify uh, old burn areas. Yes. Uh, this year, you know, with current wildfires, there were so many units that got shut down in other states. Thank God we didn't have any issues with that. But I know of three three elk hunters myself that they had to completely change where they were hunting because the units were closed due to the wildfires. Yeah. And Onyx keeps you up to date on where the wildfires are, and uh, it's just a it's a must have. I mean, no yeah. questions asked. You yeah. gotta have because you've to got go. topographic, you've got uh, the waypoints. You can mark waypoints yep. and all that other stuff. You got accesses yep. that marks public land versus private. Marks the owners of private land. So yep. if you shoot an elk on public and it goes across, or even a whitetail, I use it all the time. We use it all the time for turkey hunting. Oh, yeah. You come to property boundaries that you just don't know. So, um, yeah, I mean. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to go out west, yeah, everywhere. everywhere. I mean, as a whitetail hunter, if you don't use it, it can really change how you whitetail hunt and yep. turkey hunt and oh, anything yeah. else. So, oh, yeah. Um, But, yeah. I, I don't know, anything else on gear? Just, I mean, uh, I mean, I think, I don't know if we really touched on the clothing or anything like that, but, I mean, so. did we? Not I mean, much. I mean, we talked about, like, you know, as a first-time goer, you can use your whitetail gear that you oh, yeah, have. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it's really watch what kind of rain gear you have because yeah. you know especially if you hunt colorado colorado gets rain every day like at some point during the day so that's one where we ran into where you definitely want some good rain gear um you know just because you do only get to hunt like i mentioned you know 10 or however many days you are scheduled to hunt you know you want to be out there no matter what the conditions are you got to go after it and you can shoot elk in any type of condition because they're you know you're you're stocking them, so they're going to be bedded down. You know where they're bedded. You can go get them in the rain. You, can, you know, um, obviously you got to watch with the raining and shooting one with a bow and tracking it. Yeah. But, um, but you don't want to let weather deter you because last year in Idaho, I mean, what did it rain like three days? It rained three days. <laughs> I mean, and, and like snow. hard and snow, and no. you just kind of get it all. So, um, but you'll get a feel for it as you go. And I'm sure the first time you go, it's going to be in your blood. You're going to want to do it. But as far as the most rewarding hunt. I mean, I don't think it gets any better, any more difficult to me than a you know an elk DIY over the counter hunt. Yeah. I mean, maybe a sheep hunt elk or a sheep hunt you know with a bow or something, but I'm not into that kind of terrain. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Well, all right, guys. Thank you very much for sharing all this helpful knowledge with us. Um, if if they want to get a hold of you, what's the best way to do that? Uh basically, you can find me on Facebook, Josh Ermer. Um, yeah, and just shoot me a message. Yeah, Facebook. Yeah, Dan Herbst. I mean, shoot me a message. Love to chat with you. If you got questions, you're going to be going out. You know, any tips, you know, I'd definitely be happy to help any way possible. I'm just not telling you where we're hunting. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Sounds good. Can't wait to talk to you guys next year, if not before. <laughs> sounds awesome. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thank you, guys. This, this is Avid Outdoors. Outdoors.